and welcome to Revive Mercy Podcast. This is a recording that me and Sebastian had during the live stream. Uh, we're still doing the same series, um, discussing about value. Um, so I hope you appreciate it and I hope you enjoy it. Um, you could find um, how to watch the videos in the descriptions of this podcast. But um, till then, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to Revive Ministry live stream. This is a new venture for us, and we're really excited. You know, we had um, a live stream just a few days ago with Morgan, and, and I just have a good friend with me today. Uh, he's been a podcast guest before, and um, and if you don't know him, there I'm, we're gonna I'm gonna have him tell um, a little bit of himself before we get rolling. But uh, uh, like I said, without Without overdue, here is um, Sebastian. What's up? What's up, man? How's it going? Good, good, good. We're good, man. Just you caught me a little bit. I was trying to squeeze in a little, uh, a little bite from my food. <laughs> it's, all right. it's all right. It's all right. Oh man. Oh man. How are you doing, Robert? Doing good. I'm doing, I'm doing good. Um, good, good. You good. know, this whole thing is very strange. You know, live streaming. You know, trying to get everything. It's such a learning curve. But I really yeah, appreciate yeah. you being one of the very first. Uh, Yes, you know, Morgan was the first Yeah. So here we are. I want you I want you to kind of I'm not assuming anything, anyone who's watching this today that they've okay. listened to my podcast. I'm not I, I <laughs> I'm not that uh I'm not, not that um I don't know entitled to think that everyone listens right, to that. Right, but at right. the same time, uh, I would like people to get a fresh um uh to get to know you a little bit mm-hmm. better, okay. Sebastian. So can you a little tell the people who are watching a little about yourself and yeah, for sure. So yeah, like you said, Robert, I think yeah, going back to your point before I go into myself, just uh uh it is crazy. It's one thing about podcasting, you can always go back and you know, cut parts out if you didn't like it. Um, you know, fix things up. Uh and but when you're going live, there's no going back anymore, you know, it's out there. So I definitely feel that fear. But um, without, yeah, uh, just going to a little bit of who I am, as I've mentioned before, I think I've been on the podcast maybe twice, three times. Maybe? I'm not sure. Yeah, about, um, about twice or three times. I think twice. Yeah. So um, pleasure to always come back and talk with Robert, a great friend. Um, I am uh, Sebastian Lopez. I live in Palm Coast, Florida, near uh, Robert, stationed here. Uh, I am an associate pastor at the Palm Coast Seventh-day Adventist Church. And so that's my my primary, primary role, my primary responsibility here in this community. And with that, you know, we see a lot of things, um, you know, obviously come in as, as a pastor's role. Um, if you're familiar with what a pastor is, it's just kind of the the the, lead, the spiritual leader of a spiritual congregation of, of a group of people. So you face all types of things, you know, you, you, you especially during this time, a lot of people that are sick or that are passing, that are dying. 
um, and then trying to maneuver through that um, and help them emotionally, right, uh, spiritually, physically, right, to encourage uh, rest and, you know, eating well, activity. Uh, on top of that, too, I've also had the privilege of doing one of uh, my first unit of chaplaincy here at Avon Health in, in Palm Coast and the Daytona Hospital, which has also exposed me to a whole nother, a whole realm of, 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 of work uh, that really we don't see as pastors because we don't really, you know, deal with a lot of life and death situations as you as as you do as a chaplain in the hospital. So I was able to be exposed to a lot of how to, you know, kind of provide comfort and healing um, and help people process when they're faced with their own end of life uh, or the, the their their beloved ones or their family members when someone passes, when someone's giving a diagnosis is not necessarily favorable. So how do you process that? So that's given me a lot of more exposure to that. And, and that idea of mental health, as obviously Robert does a great job with Revive Ministries and, and communicating and sharing. So that's a little bit about me in a nutshell. I know I really yeah. I don't think I shared about chaplaincy before, but um, that was, those are great three, four months that I did last year. Well, that's great. You know, um, we'll probably we'll get into your uh, podcast later on. in the episode. Mm-hmm. I want to kind of dive into, um, you know, uh, this this month. I try to do a different series and. This month is no different. So this month is about value. And yeah. how ha- how does it help us heal in our recovery? I remember talking with Morgan and I, we had a great good discussion about it, you know. But yeah, one thing is that I realize is that everyone's stories matters. Yeah. You know, and everyone plays a part. And right. that, that it doesn't mean that you have to be mentally ill. I, I suffer from mental illness, but mm-hmm. um, but the one thing is that I find in any organization, either in church or as a community, that all of us play a part. You know, yeah. It's a huge deal. So um, what you, you know, in your own words, what is value for you and why yeah. is it so important today? That's good, man. Uh, usually I, I tend to connect value and, and, and worth together, um, right, in the same kind of sentence or same breath. Um, but value... <clears throat> I'm sorry. Value is uh, is just I, I believe when we look at when it's applying to ourselves is how we how we see ourselves. Right. How much how much worth we believe we have. Right. And that might be attached to how uh, what we think we bring to the table in our community, to our family, to our relationships. You know, do we feel like we are valuable? Uh, are we that we are worth something in this community that 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 if we were gone from this connect, you know, community or from our close group of friends, from our work, from our uh, whatever environment we we operate in, that we would, our presence would be felt, our, our, our missing presence would be felt. Um, and so I do believe that value helps us heal because especially coming from, obviously, I'll be speaking more from a spiritual and trying to make it applicable as much as possible, but from more of a religious uh, interpretation, spiritual idea, um, as Christians who, who believe in, in, in God of the Bible that created all things in seven days, um, there is a, a beautiful rest that comes from that because um, what we take from the Bible is that God created Adam and Eve, right? The first man and woman on this earth. Um, and so what that means is that God is being our creator, right? And, and being the one that Jeremiah the prophet later on says that in, it was in his mother's wombs that he was formed, that God formed him and knew him already. There's this intimate 
intimacy that God already shares with his creation, which I think helps us bring value to who we are. And so when you ascribe to the Christian faith, whether you are devoted to it and, and, and a devout Christian and going to church all the time or whether you just, you know, believe in the God of the Bible, uh, there's a comfort in knowing that the maker of all takes time to know you. Um, and, and, and I think that that helps to bring value because the beautiful thing about the God of the Bible that you see throughout the Bible is that God is a God that brings rest, right? The first thing that Adam and Eve are told to do after they are created is God gives them the seventh day, right? The Sabbath to rest. Mm -hmm. And so we have a God that just wants to give. And this understanding, I think for me has been revolutionary in my short life to understand the true nature of who God is, his character that what we can know of him, um, brings value to me because I realized like, man, it doesn't mean I don't have to work hard to do this or that. I don't have to prove myself because I already have value simply because I'm made as God made Adam and Eve in the image of God. I'm made in the image of God. I carry an inherent value as that. And I think that helps me in my recovery and wellness because it takes away one of the key things. It's not taking responsibility away from trying to, you know, make wise decisions and, and, and look for recovery and help and, and look for wellness. But it helps me already start from a solid foundation where it's not necessarily all up to me. Like there is a higher power that is with me and that is for me. And we, and it's so easy, right? We've talked about it before, how the importance of community, how um, community really, um, we live in a society now where it is the, our, how much our performance that dictates our value, right? If we are high performers in our jobs and in our works, then we're like, you know, we'll get promotions, we'll get raises, we might move up to the top. You know, in my line of work, you know, the, the more packed the church, the more like, wow, he's a great pastor, right? Um, but in the eyes of God, it's not necessarily about performance, uh, which many times we have taken in religion to show that it's you have to perform a certain way to receive God's goodness and love. It's not about performance, but more about presence with God. Just you being there, right? God is kind of, if I mean, to make it in practical terms, maybe like Santa Claus. He wants to give everyone gifts. Mm -hmm. um, and so it depends how you, not how you act, but if you allow him to, he's going to bless you, right? Um, and so I think in finding that, our, at least for me, that my value comes from God and not from my works or what I can do, helps me rest at peace and say, wow, that just is like a breath of fresh air, right? That I'm just like, and I think that then helps propel me to find recovery and to get wellness and to find healing that um, that my value doesn't come on, 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 you know, some days I feel like not doing anything. And I, if I if I if my value was dictated by what I did and how I performed, every day would be a struggle. Some days I would feel valuable. Other days I would be like, man, but because I ascribe to the, the reality that God values me so much that he sent his son to die for me then my life is worth so much. Then I start every day. And even though I fail and I, I mess up and I feel down in the dumps and I feel like the whole day is so cloudy and, and depressive um, that I can still continue because my value is not dictated on that day. It's already dictated that I am a son and, and or daughter of God, a child of God. So I think value plays such an important role and not just in, in that religious religious tone, but also in our community tone. You know, when you are surrounded by a healthy environment, that I know not a lot of people are, but it, the ideal, right, of being in a healthy family, a healthy relationship, a healthy uh, uh, work colleague or, or classmate environment where your value is just dictated and just given to you because you are a human being, right? There is a, uh, just, a, you know, hey, you're a human and I love you, you know, who are all of you, right? And so that helping that 
understand that your value is is beyond how you perform right because we're not we're going to mess up and that's the reality you know we're going to fall you're not going to make the if, you, if you're playing sports you're not going to make the shot you're going to miss the goal uh if you're working you're going to miss a deadline you're not going to do what you know the work is not going to be maybe how your boss wanted it to right in your relationships you're not going you're going to forget to wash the dishes or, or clean the car you know we're going to fail at different times and if we allow the value to be dictated on how we perform then we're always going to be disappointed um, yeah. if we allow this value to really strengthen us and, and to core, to ground us based off, you know, in my opinion, who God says you are and in being in a healthy community that helps you to propel, I think. Um, cause then, you know, I, I, it would just be such a hard life to try to find value in other things and never feel good enough. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, there's, there's a difference, you know, I've talked with you about it, about mm -hmm. feeling, feeling guilty that you have done something wrong. Like I did, I wronged you, Sebastian, <laughs> let's just say. And um, the funny thing about that is that I want to better myself. So I say, I, normally I say, I'm sorry and all that. But a lot of times in society and, you know, um, um, I do something wrong, then what happens? Not only did something wrong, my value goes lower at the same time. That's yeah, true. Yeah. And the problem with that is that, you know, I really appreciate you giving your insight because, you know, you're from the faith because I came to the faith later. But as I always said, mentioned in Revive Ministries, we're not here to proselytize. But at the same mm -hmm. time, there is so much healing when it comes to having purpose, having hope, having something. And I, I, I reading um, Victor Frankl, I learned a lot about myself, about the person who was um, – uh, I use him a lot, but he was a he was a psychiatrist in during World War II, and he was a Jew, and he was in a um, um, concentration camp. Mm -hmm. And what he noticed was the people who had hope, yeah. who, who could see past, <clears throat> see the see the light at the end of the tunnel, they are the ones who survive. If they didn't, if you didn't have that, they didn't. And uh, for me. You talk about community. I, I use this quote quite a bit. It says, a community that excludes even one member is no community at all. There's a huge thing because when you when I say this, what it sparks in my mind, Sebastian, mm -hmm. is this idea of, and I was going to ask you about, yeah. what does a safe place mean to you? And Ooh. a safe place is huge when we're talking about value. And um, also, you know, yeah, can you just kind of, Share your insight of safe place. I remember as a child, just briefly, you know, when I the happiest moments as a child was when I was safe with my parents. You know, you, you know, maybe I didn't know all that was going on, but there is this this ideal that you know my father, my mom are there and they yeah. they love me yeah. and and it's it's just a wonderful feeling of safety right. and security. So. Right. Man, what is a safe place? I think for me, a safe place is a is a place where I can fully be myself, mm -hmm. right? Um, where I don't have to play a persona. Um, for those that are you that, of you that are familiar, I'm an Enneagram nine, um, <laughs> and so if you're familiar with the Enneagram, it's just a personality scale from one to nine, and and each number has different, you know, obviously strengths and and, and weaknesses, but it's all just a, an a, an effort to know who you are. So the Enneagram nine is is labeled the peacemaker. The, and so what this the enneagram is just get broken into uh, kind of the, the 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 core weak the core uh, motivations and the fears that each personality has. So my core fear is is uh, um, 
conflict, right? And being in conflict with people. And so I always yeah. avoid that, right? It's, to all costs, right? That's an Enneagram mm-hmm. 9 called the peacemaker. So how that transitions to a safe place is that many times when you, you know, that can be just in, in a sense of uh, of just not wanting to dis- disrupt or disturb someone with who I am per- totally, right? So if I see that me wearing a hat, you know, which I feel is me, right? Just for example. Mm-hmm. Mm. And I go to a place where someone hates wearing, you know, people wearing hats. I'm going to take it off because I don't want to, you know, collide yeah. with people, right? So I think yeah. in a safe space, I, it's a place where I can fully be myself, right? For example, I can come in and wear my hat and not feel that I have to, again, go back, going back to value, right? Perform for other people where I have to uh, look a certain way that people think is, 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 a, is a, you know, acceptable. And obviously there's, you know, there's norms, societal norms, right? You can't just show up and in pajamas to work but yeah yeah but, <laughs> but I, I think, do, yeah i, I, I do, like you like, do that you do that now because you're yeah that, yeah but i do uh, like what you say when you um you could be yourself you know mm-hmm. one thing i find you know uh the people that i want to surround myself around are the ones that i can have pie in my face moments and they won't, they won't look at me differently right right right, right. No, i'm you know it's, it's one of those wonderful things when you know you know obviously you you've gained, you gain back a lot of your value that a lot of us lose, you know, through childhood, through adolescence, through young, young adulthood, right? Because we have all these expectations. You know, one thing I used to say to myself and uh, some part of me still feels is like, I'm going to pay back my parents. Hmm. And like, and, and as much as that's nice at the same time, I know I, 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 I thought like, like in revenge, but you're saying like it give, like give back payback, to- like in a sense, like oh, like I'm gonna like pay I got back for all the stuff, good stuff. Uh, I see, I see. I was like, wow, I'm like, no, 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 no. Get it. just wait. <laughs> no, 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 I was, I, I, I meant in, in a positive, not like yeah, in a positive way. I got you. I in got a you. way, it's very nice, but in a way, I find it counterintuitive, at least in my mindset, because right, I had to accept the fact that I'll never be able to pay back or mm-hmm. make even my life what right. my parents have done for me. And you know what the beautiful thing is? That's okay. Mm-hmm. And when you're able to say that's okay and you're able to receive gifts, like I've talked to Morgan, uh, Morgan when he, she was on, it's amazing. It's freeing because you're not held because realistically you can never make even everyone. Right, 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 right. 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 And I feel that kind of leads me into segues to gratitude and how that plays a part in us piecing back our value. You know, mm-hmm. why is gratitude? They use it in recovery right. models to do a gratitude journal. What are you grateful for? You know, right. I find it is very, it, it provides room to heal because you can always be a person who complains or, you know, says mm-hmm. how much they don't have, mm-hmm. but you know, when we recognize how much we do have, that's when the healing starts. Yeah. And anything you want to comment on that? Gratitude? Yeah, I'm glad to. I think I, at least for me, right, going to that spiritual sense, uh, when I pray, every time I pray, I try to just, I, I, I try to focus on what I'm grateful for, right? I'm, I'm beginning to thank God for what he's done before I start asking for what I need or, or what I'm praying for. And I've noticed how powerful that can be because the moment I start getting into like, God, I need you. To, I need you to come in and, and show yourself in my job or in my family, my person that's sick. You know, my family has COVID or whatever it is. Right? You get so overwhelmed with what you're praying for that you're like, oh, I don't know if God can do this. And then like, what happens is I begin to try to fight in my own armor and my own strength by trying to find ways myself to do it. But what I've noticed is when I 
first spend time praying and thanking God for what he's already done. Right. God, thank you for keeping us safe. You know, thank you for being with my family, but whatever it is. Right. Once you get to the moment where you need to uh, pray for the things that are worrying you, you realize how small they are in comparison to how big God is. So I think gratitude, not just, I mean, obviously that's in a religious sense, but just in life, I think is so important. Um, it, it, I think it's I, one thing I learned in marriage counseling, right? Going maybe into relationships for those that are listening. Uh, my marriage counselor said that your, your spouse will have 80% of the things that you need. Um, and so this is where it, it can get tricky because sometimes we look out to others and we say, man, oh, I will only, if only my wife would do that, right? Yeah. What you don't realize is that if you were to leave your parents person for another person, you would realize that the other person only has 20% of all that you need, right? But it was that only one little percent there that you're like, oh, she's not doing this. And I wish you would. And so I think in that sense, you know, when we're not grateful, you know, for my wife, for example, for what she does, you know, how she gets up early every morning and goes to the hospital would work or, um, you know, the sacrifices she makes, you know, and how self selfless she is. Um, it's so easy for me to get caught up in my feelings and think, man, I, 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 why is, you know, but when it, if I live from a, a posture of gratitude daily, um, not mm. just my relationship with God, but my relationship with others, I think it really helps our relationships and also for ourselves, right? When I live in a gratitude mindset, um, it helps me to see myself in different ways. And I think it helps me to have more, more peace and, uh, uh, uh patience with myself, right? Like we mentioned, we're going to fail. Yeah, uh, but just as as long as you're like, hey, I'm grateful that today I'm able to wake up, right, and get up and and try again, and that's a grat. <laughs> I'm gonna live from that gratitude, um, and I think that helps us in our to see our value that though I fall, I can get up again, and there's always tomorrow. That's the beautiful thing about you know, it, yeah. it would suck if one it was just one eternal day, right? And yeah. it's like that's it. This is all you got, but. We have always tomorrow to get up, right? There's always, there's going to come now, you're going to wake up again, you have another chance. So I think linking that gratitude to God, to our relationship and to yourself uh, helps you to just see value yourself more and to, to find more healing um, and not having to feel that it's all uh, on you, right? To perform, right? It's just the fact yeah. that you're present today. The fact that you're alive today is such a blessing that so many people are not able to have. And that helps you to then, you know what? Even if I only accomplished one thing today, because quarantine has been so crazy, I did one thing. You know, it's it's so easy to look at your list. And I, I didn't do nine. And then we don't realize that, yo, but you did do one thing or two or three, right, from the hundred things that you have to do. So be grateful that you were able to do what you were able to do rather than, you know, focusing on the, oh, I wasn't able to. I'm not good. I'm not smart enough. You know, no, no, you're, you are. You know, you're able to do it. So so I think linking that gratitude really helps to uh to help us value ourselves more and, and see ourselves in the way that really God sees us, you know? Yeah. I want to shift gears. I know we're oh. talking about like gratitude, safe play, place. Talk, talk about sports. Nah, <laughs> no. we're going to talk about boundaries. Um, why is setting boundaries in your life linked to your own value? Ooh. I find this very intriguing because I was reading and I was also, you know, kind of journaling and realizing in my own life that, a lot of times when we say yes to a lot, you know, we're like, yes, people. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll do that. Yeah, sure. I'll do that. It's it's kind of like we are always trying to what? Like, remember I told you that I can never make even with my parents what they've done for me. Mm -hmm. But yeah. because that collects in my brain, if I'm never accepting that that's okay, then I'm always in debt in some sort of scale in my head. Yeah. So yeah. everything is like always chasing back. So 
I never, I, my value continues to lower because the weight of what I think I should do or what I, what I feel like I'm, I'm indebted to, um, to people weighs heavy. So at that point you say yes to a lot of things that, you know, really doesn't send a good message to you or the people around you mm-hmm. and it shows, you know, in a way that your value is weighed heavy on you because you yeah. are putting these expectations on you. But at the same time, I feel that, you know, this is a tricky thing culturally, you know, you know, and everything like that. But I think when you set up boundaries that are healthy mm-hmm. and you say what you can limit yourself with what you can do and what you can't yeah. do, not because, you know, uh, I want to um, not because um, because at the end of the day, you know, uh, I feel that when you set boundaries, you're saying to yourself that you are saying that I'm not the only one who plays this part. I'm not the only one who's, who can help. You know, mm-hmm. and I said this in Morgan's uh, um, live stream a couple of days ago. I said, you know, even though we're saying all these great things, it's not just me and Morgan here who are play a part. All of us play a part. Yeah. That's why I like you know, different yeah. um, individuals to come on to the live stream and podcast because everyone's stories matters. And I found boundaries is good. It's a good t- um, good um, um, degree of where you're at. Yeah, your own yeah. and like you know there's always that weighing scale that at the same time as much as you try to put boundaries you also have to let people in and kind of like weighing that in and how that looks for you and i feel that that balance is unique because it, it all bases on one thing and that's the value you see in yourself and how you see in others because if you don't value yourself I don't, I don't, you know, Sebastian, I don't care what health program you have. It's oh, not going to work because you're right. not going to care. Right. Why would you care if you have very little value right. about right. eating right, doing anything right, if you really don't value yourself or the people right. around you? So. Yeah, that's good. I think, yeah, I think there the boundaries have to be set in place so that you do not, like, you're, like it's a great point, right? You're not doing things because you value what, what others value about you, right? Uh, it's not rooted necessarily in that you value yourself. You're just valuing the value that others put on you, right? And so, yeah, I'm going to work out because my wife wants me to work out and she's happier when I work out, right? Yeah. Or I'm going to eat healthy because, you know, yeah, my mom wants me to, you know, that, that, that's not going to work because that's only so, that's an external motivation, right? Um, yeah. um, and so I, I think in setting boundaries, one thing that you were, when you were talking that came to my mind is, is the term differentiation of self, which is pretty much just that you, are able to function independently mm-hmm. um, from the feelings and emotions of those around you, right? So yeah. someone that's not differentiated in a relationship is someone that, you know, for example, you and, and your fiance comes home and then your fiance is just super upset and you don't even know what's going on, but you get upset too, right? You're not able yeah. to handle your own, you know, and we see that in relationships, right? Where I, I you know, either you, you mirror those, uh, which is good and empathetic way to mirror and say, hey, I'm here, I'm hurting with you. But you have to be able to still be independently yourself, right? We see this a lot, I guess, primarily in relationships, especially young relationships, but even in older ones, where a person feels like they can't function normally without their partner. Mm -hmm. Um, They 
can't make decisions without their partner, right? They, they feel incomplete. And what differentiation of self teaches us is that if you don't find value in yourself and set up boundaries so that you can independently function as an individual, then there's going to be a lot of problems that come from any relationship that you come with, right? Yeah. Um, I think that's where boundaries is very important, all right? Um, but you really can't set boundaries unless you're rooted in something or grounded in something. And that's why exactly. it's for me, it's religion, right? For me, it's not religion itself, but it's it's, it's God, right? It's Jesus Christ, who, who the Bible t teaches us about. Because if I don't have that, I don't know. I mean, I might have to ground myself in myself, but even then, like I've mentioned, I fail. So yeah, yes. my value is going to be up and down. But I, that's why I think we do need an external thing that tells us our value. But it can't be people around us because they're, 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 you know, think about now. You get on Facebook and if you have a different leaning idea, you know, yeah. politically, you might be, you know, exited out and 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 blocked off, you know. And if your value is coming from someone that now doesn't like you, what? How do you value yourself, right? So for me, it's so important for 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 us, whoever's listening, right, to have a value coming from a someone that is higher and beyond uh, the, what the people here that don't really get it sometimes are, right? And for me, that's God that values and says, "You're created in my image." I have died for you and I love you. And that helps me to stand on solid foundation to then make boundaries around my time and say, I need to spend time with this God that loves me. I need to set that times around me to value my time, right? Because if I'm just expending all my energy and never have anything for me to breathe and, you know, restore my heart, my soul and, and my energy for me to go to the gym and work out or for me to spend time with, you know, I need to set boundaries to, to guard the value that I know I have of myself, right? And so I think boundaries are very important, um, and especially we live in a country, in a society, um, in the, especially in the Western Hemisphere, where uh, we value overproduction so much more than resting, right? If you see someone that's stopping and resting, we call them lazy. Mm -hmm. um, um, where, whereas looking back in history, you know, I was reading a book called The, the, the Ruthless Elimination of, Un of Hurry, right? And it's a Christian book with the emphasis of saying, you know, we live such a hurried life that we do not enjoy our lives. We're just moving from moment to moment. And I think this is where boundaries come in and say, look, I'm, you know, from, from eight, after 8 PM, I'm not going to answer my phone for work calls. I'm going to be, I'm going to be present in my home. I'm going to be present with my family. I'm going to be present with myself and do whatever I want to do just to unwind and relax. Right. And so I think boundaries are very, 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 very important. Um, in any line of field that you live in, um, especially now uh, <laughs> that you can work from home, right? From So many of us are maybe working from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. without even knowing how fast the day is going. And we feel maybe more tired and more busy than we did when we were actually commuting two and a half hours to our job, right? And so setting up boundaries even now, right? And, and who can call you at home because they know you're home. So yeah. say, hey, I'm not going to answer my phone. I'm sorry. Uh, so setting boundaries, I think, really uh, is birthed out of, how you value yourself and who, you know, who is setting that value for you. Right. And so if you, if your value, last thing here, right. If your value is, if my value is coming from Robert, then I'm not going to have any boundaries because I'm just living my life based off of what Robert needs me to do or wants me to do, or believes that I should be doing. Um, mm. And so, but if my value is rooted in myself and who I have accepted of myself or for me, my value is rooted in who God says I am, then, then I make boundaries based off of that reality. Right. Boundaries that will make, allow me to live in light of that that reality. You know the wonderful thing uh, that you, uh, that was, uh, you know, when I was thinking and I was hearing what you're saying, you, you you touched upon the 
what's going on today. And you can't, you, you know, it's, it's counterintuitive if you're, we're saying all this stuff, we're not addressing the uncertainty. And there's this one quote, I used it last time, and it says, the willingness to consider possibility requires a tolerance of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. I remember also saying on the last um, live stream, like, the good news is only as good as the bad news was. Like, yeah. <laughs> Good, yeah, it's, it's really one of the you know the contrast that's very important. You know, um, when we you know we're going back to how value helps us heal in our recovery and wellness. You know, we're talking about today. We're talking about you know we're talking about COVID nineteen. We're talking about how we're all stuck at home, how mm-hmm. we're all struggling, and mm-hmm. some some more than others. Some very different reasons than others. You mentioned right. people have lost their lives, and you know um, it, it is. It is a struggle. Um, I go out to the store right now, and it's very impersonal. I I, I struggle. I I'm, I make a list now, Sebastian, and I just go for those things, and I come out. It's like it's, it's sometimes it's it's okay and better. It's just depending on the situation. But I find like the fear fear is real, and you know one thing. One of the quotes that I love to hold on to, and I shared it last yeah. live stream was. May our choices reflect our hopes, not our fears. And mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing. We've been talking a lot about pie in our face moments. One other quote that I love that I didn't mention last time was, our greatest glory is not never failing, but rising up every time we fail. You know, having that having that anchor, like you've mentioned, you know, I never proselytized, but at the same time, finding something bigger yeah. than yourself yeah. uh, is it, huge because – I know me, I make mistakes. And right. if my whole thing about, about my value hinges on me not making mistakes, I'm going to have a miserable existence. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be constantly wondering if I did enough. Yeah. And then I'll be saying yes to a lot of things because I don't have any boundaries. Because And right. if I start getting so complacent, like, oh, this stuff doesn't matter, then I'm yeah. lying to myself at that point. Because, you know, one of the things is that we need each other. Uh, I, I, what I mean by that is that I can't live in a box and be okay. I can have all my food. I need con- connection. And I guess right now that's what the biggest thing is the adjustment of this new norm so far. You know, I, but at the same time, there are, we are blessed in ways to connect as we are right now. Mm-hmm. I, I felt when this whole thing started in March and in April, I wanted to do more. Uh, with my podcast and mm-hmm. now I'm trying to get this new venture. Um, is it going to be great? Is it going to be on point? I don't know. Uh, it's a learning curve. It's a That's learning it. curve. I'm going to, uh, no, I'm going to look back at this uh, live stream. And I'm like, man, I should have said this. I should have, yeah. but, right. but at the same time, it's, it's being willing and willingness to listen to one another. You know, one of the biggest gripes I hear in, and groups is and in the support groups that I facilitate is that I'm not being heard. Hmm. I don't feel like I'm being heard. So I feel like loneliness and our connection and our relationship towards one another yeah. starts starts and stems from how we view ourselves, how we mm-hmm. value ourselves mm-hmm. and others. And the only thing that could give us a foundation on that is something bigger than ourselves. Right. Because we're right. gonna make a mistake. I know I am. So mm-hmm. any last thoughts? Um Sebastian, as we kind of wrap things up. Yeah. Um, man, yeah, I, I would just, you know, I, I think during this time in quarantine, not, I guess, challenge, I would challenge whoever's listening and whoever will listen to this through the podcast, through Facebook, 
uh, or YouTube live, wherever we're going um, to to think about really, really sit down and think about where am I allowing my value to come from? Right. Who's dictating that? Is it my family? Is it my last name? Is it my you know nationality, my political identity? Um, my religion, you know, where is my value coming from? Um, because I would venture to say that if your value is not coming from something that is constantly good and solid and unchanging, right? Which for me, and as Robert has said, we're not trying to proselytize, but we're just trying to, you know, what I found to be the most restful value place that I have found is from God in, in, in who he says we are and and who he is and and you know because political parties change we've seen that through our you know the last 50 years 60 Mm -hmm. 60 years how they've swapped literally um you know your family will maybe disown you for something you do or they'll you know people change your friend group may change your work environment may change your uh, you may lose loved ones um your relationship may change you know it's just there's a lot of unshaky uncertainty that comes from that so really sitting down and saying where's my value come from and what would happen if a a pillar of that per you know a pillar who is someone that really holds up my value and who i am would suddenly fall does my whole does everything collapse does my value you know so that would be my question you know my challenge where does your value come from and maybe what can you move it to that's that's going to help you progress and live a more meaningful uh alive life you know I like to, I, you know, I guess it's really appropriate these last two. I mentioned it in the beginning of last uh, live stream, but the story of John Lennon as a child, I still find it perplexed me. At five years old, the teacher asked him, what do you want to be when you grow up? Everyone's like, you know, fireman, astronaut, all this stuff. And, you know, and he says, I want to be happy. Wow. That's profound. I'm 38 years old. You know, that means a lot right now. You know, mm-hmm. like you, whatever title you have, whatever job. Right. That's good. Everything, everything fall. You know, there's no real certainty. What, what is certain is how we view ourselves, mm-hmm. how we value ourselves and the ones around us. Cause at the end of the day, that's what matters. You know, it's not about all these things that will, will come to pass. But at the same time, I'm not saying that in a, a religious way. I'm just saying for what I found from people who lost someone, it's not about stuff. It's about the relationships they had. That's the hardest thing with that, with that, that passing. Um, one, one, one other thing I want to share with everyone is that um, um, I, I, I mentioned this before, but you know, um, Sebastian has his um, trending up. Uh, I know you yeah. guys are on hiatus, but you want to share a little bit on that. Um, <clears throat> yeah yeah so yeah we we are in a little hiatus my my co-host edgar de leon is actually having a child <laughs> thankfully you know we're, we're happy for him but just you know to honor him and obviously other projects that we have going on we're taking kind of a you know we don't even know what the timeline is for maybe a month or so mm-hmm. um depending on how everything goes but yeah he's, he's having a child in this next couple of week or two and so but yeah training up was just birthed from the real from the desire to practicalize <laughs> make practical what we believe um, growing up in the church, you know, you learn a lot of churchy things, but, um, and thankfully we've been blessed with good teachers and mentors throughout our educational experience. You know, both my co-host and I are pastors currently. So we just want to practicalize religious ideas and how that looks. I know so many times we say, Hey, you need to do this or do that. 
And it's like, well, how do I do that? Or, or what does this look like? Or how does the story of the Bible affect with my life? So that's what we go through. We've done various topics throughout. We've talked about the Enneagram, which has been really beneficial for us. We've talked about uh, relationship principles, right? And, and, and uh, friendships and romantic relationships. We talked about the story of the Bible and different things. So we're going to come back from the hiatus with maybe a new approach. Uh, but the whole idea is trending up, right? We want to help you, whether you're spiritual or not. Uh, whether you ascribe to the Bible or not, whatever religion you come from or a religion uh, that you can trend up in your life to become the best you that you can be, right? So along those lines, we invite you to check it out. You can find it in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere you get your podcasts from. Um, would love to hear uh, your reviews or your comments on and see if it was beneficial for you. Thanks, Sebastian. I, I want to oh, yeah, shift. Yeah, I just want to shift over to just one last thing before we close off. Uh, yeah, I'm going to share my screen right now. Um, uh, thank you to you. Make it right. Thank <laughs> Here you. Go. Yeah. Uh, um, really, it is just um, it's just for those who, who are just first coming to this um, this uh, live stream. I want to share with you the website. This is the website that uh, I have for Revive Ministries. And as you can see, they. It has a podcast um, tab where you can actually listening from um, if it works. Um, but uh, I encourage you to come check it out um, because I'll be putting announcements on there regarding not only the podcast, but also this uh, new venture into live streaming. And I, um, again, I just want to say thank you, Sebastian, for, oh, coming, for sure, uh, coming on and um, um, being a, being uh, one of our first, the top top three, right? <laughs> that's it, that's it, man. I appreciate you, bro. No, thank you for your doing, for your ministry. I'm excited for, you know, the new platforms you're reaching now with live stream. I think it's awesome. It's a great time to do it. So, yeah, and uh, I just want to end with uh, a quote that I feel um, has really helped me. And um, we didn't really talk about this much. Uh, we I talked about a lot last uh, last live stream, but it says, in order to heal, we must first forgive. And sometimes the person we must forgive is ourselves. Mila Braun. I mm. feel all of us need to sometimes need to forgive ourselves, realize that we have value. And those out there listening, each one of you have value. And mm. each one of you play a part. Each one of you matter. Um, so um, I hope you, you have a blessed rest of the day and week. And... Um, um, Check out the website and to find out new and uh, more news on what's next for Revive Ministries. But till then, I'm going to leave you with this. 